Welcome back to All Things Conspiracy, a place where we discuss all things paranormal, true crime, mystery, and of course, conspiracies. I'm Liv, your host, and finally, I have with me your co-host, Han. Hi, everyone. (laughs) Sorry it took so long to make this. (laughs) Yeah, so we're finally here. We are going to be discussing today a bunch of stuff. Yes. That has to do with Han and her life and all of her experiences. Yeah, and there's a lot, so. (laughs) So stay tuned. Yeah. So I will ask, do you believe in the paranormal life? Absolutely. There's no way that you can live your life and then when you die, nothing happens. Like, there's got to be something out there, whether it be a demon or just a ghost or someone that just didn't even know if they died. I just feel like there's they're everywhere. Yeah. So what do you think happens when we die? Well, I think that when we die, because I'm Catholic, so I believe in heaven and hell, but... When we die, I think that we just are in a waiting period of, you know, okay, it's time to go to either heaven or hell. And in that waiting period, we can, like, see what we did in our life and, like, the impact, I guess, on it. But I feel like when people don't know that they died, they're stuck in the in-between of, like, not universes, but I guess it would be a universe. Like, the, what is that called? Purgatory. Well, yeah, purgatory, but I don't think of it as that. Like, I just think of them as, like, this waiting period of just, like, waiting, And it doesn't necessarily have to be purgatory, but they don't know that they're dead. So they're just in the living world as they're dead. Mm -hmm. And I feel like people who are psychic or have like special abilities can see them and they're trying to help them cross over to where they need to go. So I feel Mm. like it's like that. So do you feel like there's some spirits, though, that are aware that they are dead and that's why they mess with people? Like, there are definitely certain spirits that are kind. Like, if you had a grandma pass away and she's just trying to get across to you that she's okay, Mm -hmm. right? Versus, like, a poltergeist that is out to murder you and your family. Well, poltergeists are more energy, they're not necessarily like a spirit, but I definitely think that they have spirits out there that are aware of what they're doing. Let's say that they lived a life of misery and they don't want to go because they know they're going to go to hell or wherever. I think that they'll make it a point to do whatever they can to stay. And a lot of the time that's when they suck the life out of you, essentially. Yeah. And just like feed off of negative energy. But like with the grandma thing, I definitely think that there are ways to tell people that, you know they're okay and they're alive like for example one of my favorite residents ever at my old job passed away and when we would talk about death before not in like a gruesome way but like just you know she lost her mom and she was 95 so she was okay with dying and she said that she would send me a penny because my hedgehog's name was penny and she said that anytime that she's thinking about me or that she wants me to know that she's okay she would send out a penny and so anytime i see a penny in a weird spot i know it's her saying hey I'm okay. You know, like, I don't think that they linger, but I feel like maybe they have, like, the opportunity to say things to people, and then that's it. Yeah, that makes sense. Casey, my cat, actually, this was my mom's story. So my cat passed away last July, and my mom was telling me that Casey, the cat, used to have this spot in our yard that she would sleep in all the time. And my mom went outside one day and was just, like, walking around doing gardening and stuff. And in the exact location that Casey would sleep in, there was, a, like, a white feather. Oh, and that's, like, a good it's, That's thing. a good sign, yeah. yeah. So oh. I do think, and for those of you who listened in on my very first episode, I, I briefly talk about how one of my first paranormal experiences was with my dead dog, Griffey. Mm-hmm. 
And, you know, he passed away and we moved to a new home. And in that new home, he jumped on the bed with me because I thought it was my other dog. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't. It was him because no, nothing was there. Yeah. But I definitely feel like even animals have that ability to just be like, I'm okay. Oh, yeah. And find peace. Especially since when they're like part of your family and their energy is there too. Like there's no way to not be, you know. I, I Not all animals, but if they know they're attached to you or you're attached to them, I'm sure that they would make it a point to kind of say, hey, hop on the bed like it normally was. Yeah. But yeah, the animal stories are always really touching. And the white feather is good luck. I know. Yeah. So. Yeah. And cardinals, like when you see a red cardinal. I see them all the time, though. I'm like, oh, really? really? Is this like, they, well, they're out here. In oh, okay. The, like, well, I, I see them all the time. And I'm like, okay. Anytime <laughs> I have dreams about my grandpa or I think about my grandpa, I see a red cardinal because that's like the thing. And I never see them unless I'm thinking about him. Yeah. Or like someone that passed away. And it's the weirdest thing. It's just a comfort. Like it will come out of nowhere. And I'm like, where'd this bird come from? (laughs) So speaking of your grandpa, you have another sign with your grandpa, right? Yeah. When I was 16, he passed away and I was a new driver and he pretty much taught me how to drive. There were so many times where I would be driving and I should have been in a really bad accident, like huge car pile up. And when I look at the license plate in front of me, it's always GCK, which are his initials. And like I said, there have been so many times where like my car, someone was in my blind spot and I should have just rammed into them and I didn't. And there's his initials right there. Or just like being in a car accident with my friends, like a, a bumper car accident. And there's his initials, and it's just crazy. Like, I feel like he's my guardian angel, and I just know it's him because his initials will just appear. And it's the craziest thing because they're not, like, common initials. So, yeah. yeah. That's my little... Well, maybe maybe he was there with us yesterday when I almost Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I almost crashed us, and we didn't see that the blind, spot. <laughs> the blind spot. Yeah, that was not... Yeah. That was bad. Or even... Sometimes this is weird, but like when he first passed away and I worked in a store, I would see customers that would look just like him and they would come in my line and act like him and kind of like look at me like they're trying to say like, hey, kind of like they, he took over them or something. That sounds really weird, but I feel like they would come in my line and they would have the same mannerisms, talk the same and give me that look. And I'm like, are you trying to say something to me? Like it's, it's crazy, but I, I only saw that. Once or twice. It's more so with the Cardinals that yeah. I'm reminded of him. But I do feel like spirits obviously have a way of communicating. Yeah. If they want and to. And if yeah. they want to, like, they're going to go push somebody to go talk to you. Like, yeah. they're going to get, like, a feeling like, oh, I should go talk to that person. Yeah. Or, oh, I should go leave a note for that. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I definitely, I feel the same way. Well, I saw a video of this person that said that they were very depressed. They had said, you know, God, if you are out there please send someone to do something weird, like start acting like a monkey or something weird, like an animal. And they go into the gas station and there's someone acting like an animal and just like acting like a monkey or something like making the noises. And, and he was like, wow, like that was his reminder to just stay here. 
Like, I don't know, like, you just see those things that you just can't explain. Or, you know what, this reminds me of another story of this resident. She was 103, and she was the nicest person, and I remember she came up to me out of nowhere and just started talking to me the way that my grandpa would, like, and, and just, like, telling me advice, and I just remember vividly, like, writing it down, everything that she said, because I felt like it was my grandpa or another loved person that had passed away, but it was just very weird they used her body. To communicate it. It's definitely interesting. and It definitely is. I hope that we can continue to find out more about paranormal stuff because mm-hmm. it, my question in life is how do we seriously not know more yeah. about death when it's the only, like, we have two guaranteed things to happen to us in life, life and death. Mm-hmm. So why do we not know more about it? Why do we not know more about life and death? I just don't understand. Like, why are we just now getting these mechanics to briefly talk to the other side? Mm -hmm. Like, when we've had knowledge forever that, and especially with the way technology has advanced, like, you're telling me that we can have these cell phones and video games and be able to talk to people. Virtual reality. Yeah, Yeah. but we can't talk to the other side. Mm -hmm. Like, you're telling me it's that hard. And I I think that... When it comes to the concept of death, your brain just can't fathom it. I agree. Like, I, I remember watching a show on Netflix, and it was it was something about life and death, and this doctor had gotten in a really bad canoeing accident and died and was dead for, like, probably an hour and had this whole entire experience of going through her life, being able to see her body, be able to be away from it, and not necessarily, like, have a heaven and hell, but just know that her spirit's there. Like, if you think about it, like, we have so many nerves in our body and a brain that functions and gives personality. We have energy. So where does that energy go when you die? Exactly. I feel like it goes into the air or, and that's the thing that gets confusing with religions too, is everyone believes different things or even if you're not religious, there's always somewhere that you can go. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just, it's insane to think that energy is just all around us. Anyway, yeah, I definitely think that there are spirits out there that know and don't know. Mm Mm-hmm. That they're alive and dead and and that kind of stuff. Like, they're able to communicate, but they're Mm -hmm. also dead and, yeah. And I think also, when you think about death, like, for example, with someone that didn't know if they died. Let's say it's this car accident. You're not thinking in your head, okay, what am I going to do? As someone would who is, you know, actively dying or has cancer, is on hospice. They know things about them. And they know, okay, this is what's going to happen. You know, I, I feel comforted. Those people who die instantly don't have that. They don't get they don't closure. closure. Yeah, they yeah. don't have closure. So they're seeking closure. It's sad to think about, but it, it's just crazy to hear the stories. Like, I, I worked so many years with patients that were actively dying. And it's a proven thing. Like, you have, like, your last hoorah of people are like, oh, they're getting better. But they're not. It's them getting that energy to say, you know, what they need to say. And they are essentially taken by a friend or a loved one. Like, when my grandma was dying, she would talk about seeing her mom in the room and and her dad. And they were sitting there and they were waiting for her. And my mom was like, what are you talking about? Like, there's no one in here. And same with my grandpa. My grandpa was in the ICU and was saying he saw his best friend and he was standing there waiting for him. Like, there's so many experiences where people are waiting for you and taking you. Like, it's kind of like the book, The Five People You Meet in Heaven. They are giving you the story of why things happened in your life the way that they did. And then you can find closure and then move on and go to whatever afterlife it may be. But I definitely think that you know, people who are older. It's not older people haunting people. Yeah. If you think about it, like... It's never, 
I, I mean, I guess you hear sometimes, like, stories of an old person haunting you, but it's, like, little kids or, you know, young like adults. adults. Yeah. Yeah. It's people that don't have the closure or don't have the concept of what death is and, yeah. and the dying process. And I feel like in Death and Dying, too, the class that we took, they talk about that sometimes. Like, yeah. And so it's just, it's very interesting. And I can go yeah. on for hours, but, yeah. I And I do think, too, certain cultures are a lot better at accepting and celebrating death. Mm-hmm. Like, us yeah. in America, we are so bad we are very accepting. Yeah, we are death denying. Yep. But other cultures celebrate their life. Celebrate, and they have celebrations of life. Mm-hmm. Like, it's amazing. And then here we are, U.S. of A. <laughs> crying our eyes yeah. out, but spending thousands of dollars a, a on a funeral. Million dollar, maybe even billion dollar industry. Like people would want to pay for a casket that guarantees that bugs are out. It, well, well, they're why? dead. They're dead. Why? Yeah. Are you, and that's the thing. It's it's more so for you, yeah. not for the person that I, that died. And I feel like also people tend to keep people around. And so, like, let's say someone does a Ouija board, which I 100% believe that yeah, no. that works. Like, yeah, do not. When you're asking for things to come to you, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And, you know, I feel like that's when you get these spirits who are manipulative and, and not good because, you know, you just disturbed them. Like, yeah. They're finally at rest. They're doing whatever they want. And here you are, like, just not torturing them, but making it about you. And they're like, come on, like, please, just leave me where I'm at. And so, of course, they're going to, like, probably trick you a little bit. But, but yeah, I mean, things should be at rest. You don't want to disturb the dead. That's why I think that it should just be more so celebrated and not... I feel like because we're so death-denying, we want to see what's there. And so we're willing to go out of our way like a Ouija board. And that just messes with things, so. I know. Yeah, and there's me. I'm, like, scared of death, but I'm also, like, I need to know. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I mean. Also, I also have anxiety, so it's, like, I don't want to do a Ouija board, but also I'm really curious. Like, Yeah, like, I'll watch you do it. I'll watch board. you do it yeah. through my computer screen. Yeah, <laughs> but not in my house. <laughs> not in my house. I'm not physically touching it. Yeah. Which I will tell you guys that I did touch my first Ouija board ever a couple months ago. Where? I was at my client's house. Oh, gosh. And I literally saw the Ouija board in the corner of my eye. And I was like, you have a Ouija board? And they were like, yeah. And I literally asked them, can I touch it? And they're like, yeah. Do they actively use it? No, it was all dusty and gross. But they did say that they have used it in the past or whatever. And so then we started talking about how we both believed in paranormal stuff. And I was like, this has nothing to do with therapy, but it is therapy. It, it's, it's, it's fun. But I did do that. So yeah. that was, that was weird. But yeah, I've only ever heard horror, horror stories from Yeah, I've voice. never heard a good thing. Like, oh, I got to talk to my dead grandma. No, your dead grandma got to you for five seconds and then fucking Lucifer and then, himself. Yeah. And then a demon came over and pretended to be your grandma. And yeah. This whole thing. Like, no, I don't want to deal with that. Like, we're not doing that. Yeah, no. So, yeah, no. Yeah, there's so many different things that you could dive into with life and death. It's insane. Like, yeah, I agree. So much. So you believe in the afterlife. You believe in the paranormal. Let's talk about your own experiences with ghosts Everything. and yeah. yeah. Well, I wanted to start off by saying that I, it started from a very young age, and it was so weird that I didn't know what it was. Like, like you don't know what that is as a child. It's like innocent to you. But my first ever experience was probably when I was seven or eight. My great grandma had passed away, and I was very close with her. And I remember, you know, a curious child who I was of, of oh hey. 
you know, how are you doing, Grandma? I want to be able to talk to you. And I remember praying that I could talk to my grandma, you know, just know that she was okay. And I think it was the next day I was in my bed ready to fall asleep and I was looking around and I kind of felt like someone was there with me. It was very weird. Like I just did not feel alone. And I heard my name being whispered. It was like clear as day, scared me so much. I thought someone had put like a microphone in my room and was trying to mess with me. I couldn't see it anywhere. I was looking from my bed. I was too afraid to move. Looking everywhere, I'm like, I don't know where they would put this microphone. And so I start screaming for my sisters to come in and get me because I was physically afraid to leave my bed. It was just so insane because I, I feel like that was like the answer of like, hey, I'm here, but you know, bye kind of thing. That was like the one thing that just really freaked me out. And then I remember from there, it was kind of like it opened up a door. Like it opened up a doorway to everything. So I found out later on, probably like like a couple years later, I remember my mom telling me that a little boy had died in my house. And the story is that he was the son of a police officer. And either he was reaching up on the cabinets and the gun fell out and went off and killed him or his dad was cleaning the gun and accidentally went off and killed him but either way he died I named him Charlie because I I just did I, I don't know why I did but I felt like that was his name and I would constantly see him and not even like in a human form it was more so shadows and I remember being in the basement with my sisters and we had a Barney doll we were like Charlie are you here like if you're here with us let us know the Barney doll is in the middle of the floor. We're not touching it. And it says, be my friend. And it was the scariest thing ever. We're screaming. Oh my we God. Had, we had a cat that was down there too. Like we were petting him. But then he's being pet backwards as if someone was petting ew, him. Ew, ew. <laughs> it was so scary. I, I was like. I did not know yeah, that. Yeah, no. It, he was down there and I was like, are you guys, do you see this? Because it looked like he was being pet, but backwards because his hair was standing up. It was so scary. Was he scared? He was just, he was just there. And it was also scary. I remember this. I feel like we like poked and prodded at the subject. And I remember I saw like a piggy bank move. Like I was, I was looking at the counter. It, it wasn't a counter. It was like um, a TV stand. And this piggy bank moved like probably like an inch over. And I was like, am I seeing things? And then that's when we heard pots and pans falling. And we were screaming, we're like, Mom, are you okay? Because the kitchen was right above us. You know, did you drop the pots and pans? And she's like, no, I've just been standing here. Like, I, I haven't done anything. And we're like, why are we hearing these things? Like, it was very weird. And it was always in the basement and upstairs that I would, I would hear these things or see things. And it, it just started off with him at first, just a, a little kid. And I could see the outline of him. Like, he was shorter, had kind of like, um, what, what kind of haircut is that? Like, the military haircut no no cut yeah yeah you could see the outline of it okay and and that's how i knew i was like oh like it was it was silly looking then at one point it started turning into more so i would be in the basement that was the play area so we were always down there and one time i was playing ball with my sisters and i threw the ball underneath my legs and i looked in between my legs upside down and there was a man standing at the front top step looking down at us and i was like I froze. He had black eyes. He, oh. He looked like he was out of the 60s. Like, he looked like he had that sweater. Kind of like a crocheted sweater, but like like the trendy sweaters now. And he had the sweater on. And he had, like, dark brown pants and pointy shoes. And he was just staring at me. 
with like black eyes staring and I blinked he was gone I remember screaming I ran up the steps I was like I I was freaking out I even drew out his face to my parents I was oh my god I saw this guy he was looking at me and I I remember just vividly just coloring in the eyes ew, I, was so, ew, ew, ew. I was so scared i was like i don't <laughs> this like this is one of those horror movies yeah. like, can't, oh my god <laughs> i was so you scared were, you were that kid yeah yeah oh god and oh it was so scary and and they couldn't explain it they were like what you saw it and it, it was just kind of like it was like it was copy and pasted out of time like it wasn't the time period it wasn't the early 2000s it was like a 1960s guy who had you know not a military haircut but like like, the nice haircut that you could gel back kind of thing. Okay. Every time I was in that basement, we would see things, and it was just really creepy. Like, that one really traumatized me. I don't remember what I did after that. I, I think I just, like, forgot about it or put it away in my in my brain because I just didn't know how to fathom that because I'm, what, like, nine, ten years old, and I see that, and I'm like, well, that's not my dad, and that's the only guy that would have been in my house. I, I started being known as, like, the ghost girl in school. Like, I would tell my friends these stories, and I feel like I was kind of bullied for it. Like, they, they would call me the ghost girl and, and just make fun of me. And I remember the one time they came over my house. We were in my basement. We were standing on a counter. Four little girls, you know, probably 12, 13 at the time. I'm trying to tell them about how in the crawl space, I feel like it's just very creepy. Like, I've seen stuff in the crawl space. And I remember looking in the crawl space. I was on the edge. So I guess the position is important to know. So I was on the end near, like, the beginning of the countertop. And then everyone else was next to me, just lined up on this countertop. I look in there and I see this guy. The same guy? The same guy. Oh, my. <laughs> in the crawl space? Yes. So he's like on all fours? He's not on all fours. He's sitting in the corner. It was kind Ew. of like, it was kind of like I was watching like a movie scene. It was really, it, thinking back, it's really weird. So, yeah, it is. <laughs> so I, I remember looking in there and I saw a window and the window was like behind him and I could see the dust going through the light coming in and he was in kind of like you know the movie Grease when they're in the the car shop and they have the mechanics yeah it was like that he was wearing that okay same guy but he was like he had his knees to his shoulders and he was just sitting there just looking down like he looked so depressed and sad and I, I remember just being like oh my gosh I saw him and then we all fell through the counter everyone that was on the counter got hurt but me like I was supposed to be on that edge I should have had scrapes all over me I ended up in the middle yeah and nothing ever happened to me my friend got a, a hole in her foot my other friend got scrapes up and down her thigh and her leg and I was not touched it was the craziest thing, and and people, they just knew. They, they always knew that if they came over, they would see something or hear about something. But that was, like, the moment that solidified to my friends that I wasn't crazy. Yeah. Again, oh, ghost girl, you know, you're seeing this. And then that happens. And I was embarrassed because I'm like, great, they just got hurt, and they're going to hate me and all this stuff. But in reality, it just, like, kind of made me feel better that it wasn't just in my head kind of yeah. thing. So do you think that the man is the dad of Charlie? I feel like it might be because then I started seeing him upstairs with Charlie. Oh, God. I would start seeing them outside my bedroom. Together? Yeah. Okay, yeah. And and I feel like, and they would, I, I would be sitting there looking out my door, and we have a hallway light that it just glows. Like, it's not like an overhead light. It's just, it just brings extra light in. And I would see them playing. Like, it was like, it was like, um, and replay in a way. So the, the dad would, like, throw the ball to him, and he'd run and catch it. And it would just go like that over and over. 
And now we have like four crosses upstairs because of this, because this would happen almost every night on repeat. And it was just the scariest thing. I started to realize that I wasn't the only one seeing it. Like I remember my one sister, she had, you know, when you're a kid, you want to go in your parents' room and you're, you want to mess with them and bother them. And she woke up one day and she ran into my parents' room and she ran into a girl, mm. like an actual girl. And she looked up and she had like long straggly hair and was kind of like I don't know if it was a dress or what she was wearing but it wasn't my mom and it wasn't me and it was my sister and and she remembers vividly you know running into her and then running away because she was so scared because she she knew it wasn't my mom I mean that could be like disproved I guess like you could like if you were trying to disprove that it could be like oh my mom got up in the middle of the night and had scraggly hair and, and she didn't know but like that traumatized her yeah and she would always see glowing red eyes in her room oh my god like it would be reflected in the in the tv Ew. Yeah, it was really scary. And well, then... Like, <laughs> glowing red eyes, yeah. like, like human or animal? Human. Oh, my God. Yeah, like, she would she would see it in the reflection. And okay, she, so it, what do you think is worse, black eyes or red eyes? I don't know, because the red eyes, when you're trying to sleep at night, and they're glowing in the Ew. reflection, it was very weird. Yeah, what the... I didn't see that, but there's just so much more. Like, I remember, so my sisters, they have their rooms adjoining each other, like, they're back-to-back, and mine's on the other side, and it's by my parents, so I'm not by them. So many times, I would yell, kind of stop humming, you know, stop humming, you're bothering me, only to realize that she's not there or she's dead asleep. And I heard humming, like, <laughs> like distinct like I thought that she was humming and Amelia has you know done that too like she literally heard her humming she even got to the point where she got up out of bed to go yell at her and she was sound asleep she was not there physically she couldn't have been doing that and she doesn't talk in her sleep she doesn't do that like it was singing and then the second she walked in the room it stopped so I just it it was just really crazy that that would happen and then I would have nightmares of kind of like Bloody Mary in a way that would be floating on my ceiling and stuff like oh that. Oh my yeah. god! It was very traumatizing. Jesus! <laughs> and I had a I had a doll in my room. Oh no! Yeah. Not the dolls, <laughs> and, please. And it was it was um a porcelain one. No, oh, was the worst. It, yeah, it was like a Goldilocks. Yes, kind of. I hate. Yeah. Oh no! I'm so. Oh god! It was a Goldilocks doll. And she moved her head a little bit towards me, looked at me, and I and to this day. She is hidden in a box somewhere. No, I ma'am. don't know where she's at, and it scares no. me. No, no, no. All right, yeah. we're gonna have to get her out again. No, yeah. no, no, no. Oh god. Yeah, we'll, that we'll is like down. that is my kryptonite. I know is dolls, but specifically those the porcelain stupid ones. porcelain that have dolls like broken faces. that have like broken faces, and you touch them, and their and eyes it blink. Feels like you're touching. Oh, oh, I don't like that. Yeah, no, no. Okay, I, I literally have chills. Like, I don't feel good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, so that's disturbing. Oh, oh. And then there's another story. I think this is, like, this only happened in my upstairs. Like, this is just one section of the house. Like, I remember my dad, he told us the one day that he saw us standing in his doorway. All three of you? No, just one. Okay. Just looking at him. And he thought it was us, and we were all asleep. Oh, God. Like, like someone was just standing there, like a little kid. And for the longest time, I could never sleep in my parents' room. It scared me so much. I never knew why, but I always got, like, a really weird feeling about it. But, yeah, everyone in my family has experienced something. And then I think the last one that really, really, really freaks us out is my dad used to work night shift 
and he was a police officer at one point and so there were times where he could come home if he wanted to like on a break or something because it was right down the street but the one time we were all sleeping and we weren't sleeping though we were laying in bed but talking and my mom was rubbing my back because I was a little kid and we hear him coming up the stairs and we all are like okay be quiet be quiet you know don't make him upset because you didn't want to be up late when he got home so we're all pretending to sleep and we hear him go to the rooms Um, my house was built in the 1920s so it's very old and creaky you could sit in a certain position or stand and it would creak a certain way so like I could be closing my eyes and know where someone's at in the room just based off of that we heard him go to each doorway kind of stop you know when you feel someone watching you check the rooms and then went downstairs and then we heard hammering and we're like why is he hammering like that was just weird and my mom was like okay well I'm gonna go look because she was laying with me the whole time and she comes back up and she's like he's not even home and we were like what like who what do you mean like first off who was hammering and second who was walking around upstairs like that oh my. so it was very very weird wait didn't you say that the guy that you saw in the crawl space was wearing like mechanic yeah yeah now, oh now actually now that i think about it, that kind of like that is weird. weird so he was hammering that was totally him hammering like he had like, i literally just thought i never knew that i never even put two and two together yeah, probably. <laughs> he was probably hammering something, but yeah. It, it was oh so my scary. God. And, and that was just for a portion of my childhood. That was like for a good five years that would happen. Like I remember sitting on the computer and feeling my hair being pulled up like this. What are you? <laughs> it would be like what? this. What? I would Ew. feel my hair like that and it would drop. Because I would turn around thinking it was, like, my sister, and it wasn't. Like, I, I, like, it messed with me. So it literally touched you? Yeah. Oh, my God. And my mom remembers, you know, she would pick up my sisters from daycare. The one time she picked up McKenna and was like, oh, what do you want for dinner? And she wasn't responding. And she's like, what do you want for dinner? And she sees her in front of the TV, and so she goes up to her, but it disappears. Like. McKenna disappeared? She wasn't seeing McKenna. She was seeing, like. A kid, a little kid, because McKenna had that little bowl cut. Yes. When she was little. Ew, no. Yeah. And so, and, and I never believed it because I'm like, wait, what are you talking about? But it, literally all the time. Oh, it, my. it was like there wasn't a night or a day where something wouldn't happen. Okay. It was super weird. Like, my dad would be in a rush trying to get his keys, and he couldn't find them. And they were in his coffee. Like, in his, his cup of coffee. Oh, my. Like, messing with it. Like, it will pick stuff up and move it around. Like, I've seen his his doppelganger. Like, I thought that he was downstairs. I saw his, his body in the reflection of the mirror. And I saw him getting ready. And I was trying to talk to him. And he wasn't there. And I was like, wait, Dad, I thought that you were just down here. And he's like, no, I wasn't. I was upstairs the whole time. And I'm like, what is going on? Like, it was very weird and okay. so many and, different things. And but. just to clarify, this is the house that you still live in. Yes. Yeah. Ever since... I feel like after I grew up and became a teenager kind of thing, I just have not knock on wood have not had anything happen I think if anything yeah I I haven't had anything happen yeah I remember though when I was I think I was 11 when my grandma had passed away I remember being in bed and I heard you know someone walking up to me and I felt someone like touch me like this like on my back kind of like a comfort and then walked out but my parents the thing about them is that during this time they all worked night shift yeah so they weren't home yeah or at least one of them 
would be away at work and the other one would be sleeping. So it's not like, oh, you know, it's the middle of the day kind of thing. Like, they weren't physically there. Yeah. So I feel like that was, like, a comfort, though, for her to be, like, you know, checking on me kind of. Yeah, I mean, maybe, things. maybe, maybe your, your dead loved ones kind of protected you from. Yeah, from whatever it was that was there. And I, I mean, it doesn't seem like they were, like, malicious. No. Like, even the it, other ghosts. But anything, it's still it was... weird. Like, why, why are you seeing red eyes? And, I yeah. mean, obviously, like, that girl that your sisters were seeing kind of was, that yeah. seemed a little bit more yeah. malicious. And even so with that, it's weird because, like, I've tried looking up the history of the house, and I only know that this boy died because my grandparents initially owned it. They initially owned it before we moved in there. In the 1920s, when it was built, I think it was 1929, so this family lives there, and then my grandparents started living there in the 70s. So from the 70s on, it's always been in my family. They knew about the history from the previous owner, and we heard that from my Uh, grandma. Oh, okay. Also, the house was set up differently, too. Yeah. Like, the laundry room that this apparently happened in was a kitchen at the time. There's been times where we have a shower in there, and there's been times where I was taking a shower, and I hear someone putting dishes away, and no one's home. Yeah. And it's just, like, little things like that. It's kind of like we're, like, living in their world, which is weird to think about. It, like, it's it stopped after a while, and I'm not afraid or anything like that in my house anymore. Well, I don't remember, I don't know if you remember this, but when I first came to your house... I'm scared. <laughs> I'm surprised you don't remember this. When I first came to your house, mm-hmm. I parked in that, that attic area... Mm-hmm. Where you like where you're come in and you park a car and it, your car is really right in front of that. Yeah, the that garage. light was on. Remember? And you were like, "Oh yeah, that that light turns on and off all the time." Oh, that scared yeah. the shit out of me. I and was like, was "Why?" Like a manual. Switch. I literally, I literally was like, "Yeah," because I saw it. It was on. Yeah. And I was like, "Okay." And then we ended up. I don't know what we did, but we were leaving and it was off. And I was like, "That was weird." And then we came back and it was back on. And oh, I said something to you, and you were like. Oh, yeah, that's that's weird. And I was like, what the fuck? Oh, I feel like that I just became so immune to it that I just like, yeah. oh, yeah, it's this. I mean, yeah. yeah, it's weird. I don't know. I just remember that, and I was like, here we go. I'm scared. Yeah. I mean, even but I don't, Bree was afraid of my house, like, when people would come. Were you afraid of it? Like... I mean, I wasn't, I don't think I was afraid, but I just thought it was weird because I knew, yeah, I of knew things, of yeah. things. I didn't know this to, to the extent that you're telling yeah. me, but I did know that shit had happened. And mm-hmm. it's funny, though, because whenever I'm at your house, I don't feel any negative energy yeah. there, though. Yeah. Like, I don't. And, and I don't either anymore. And and it's weird because I feel like maybe it was because I was a kid. a kid and you're, you know, if you think about it, you're so close to the afterlife or wherever. Well, you're just born, you, right? Yeah, and yeah. you're innocent and you can see things and you're able to pick things up. And so, yeah, I mean. Absolutely. I agree. We, yeah. we, I talk about that all the time, about how kids and the elderly, kids are yes. so close, you know, like they were just born. Elderly are, right are typically, yeah, they're typically close to death. Mm-hmm. And then pets are just innocent all yeah. the time. And I feel like pets are more energy. Pets are more, yeah. And like so I, they, they definitely witness a lot yeah. more. And, and yeah, so I think that, it, yeah, that's weird. That is so weird. Yeah. I'm thinking about it. Yeah, and that was like only my house. Like that wasn't college. Oh god, or yeah, we still got, we still got. Yeah, all I know. That like too. That, but that was like the start of things, and and I became fascinated with you know spirits. Like I have so many books on hauntings and spirits and all that because it's just so fascinating and interesting. And well, this is why I think 
we had these things happen to us in college is one because you had your haunted house but jill had a haunted house too yeah she had this almost the same Mm -hmm. thing i don't know what it's about cleveland yeah but you guys have haunted houses and i think that being around both of you really made me haunted like you are who you hang out with Yeah. (laughs) yeah Yeah. But let's let's talk about college. So everything happened at your house. Mm-hmm. We got to college. Yeah, got you met to me. college. Yeah, <laughs> well, you met me, and then I got I became yeah. haunted. Yeah, like. well, I I think that it, it's funny because you know college is your first experience. Well, for us, of being away from family and being independent and doing your own thing, and you have this living space that you can make your own or you know do whatever. And and I remember being nervous that I was gonna be scared living there like I I was so afraid that I was going to start seeing stuff again like I did at my house and I remember talking to my one roommate and she was telling me stories about her childhood and I think it was like along the lines of like her parents wanted to put her in therapy because she was seeing this dead guy at the bottom of her stairs laying there staring at her oh my like on the ground he was just dead Oh my like god! Like this, just staring. Ew! At yeah. Ew! <laughs> and I was so scared. Like I remember the first. Oh my god! So I think it was like freshman week, like you know the weekend that everyone comes and yeah moves in. It yeah. was that weekend, and we met random people, and we had them back at our our dorm, and we're sitting there talking about our ghost stories. I feel like that didn't help. And we're talking about all these conspiracies, and again, see, it's from the start. This has just been something we talk about. <laughs> but, like, ever since then, like, I, I would get kind of weirded out to be there by myself. And I remember at, at night, I would just get so freaked out because my bed was was more on, like, um those little stands, so it was higher up. And I could look down at the, at the door instead of just directly facing it, I guess. Yeah. And I remember, like, I always thought that there was someone standing in the corner. Always freaked me out. And I, I was like, is it my coat? It might be my coat. But we had my coats, you know, when you first walked in. And I was like, why am I seeing then? So I always get these eerie feelings. But the one thing that really freaked me out, this was like the only thing that ever happened, though, is I, I guess the backstory is we had four people and one of our roommates was never there. She was always with her boyfriend. So technically it was like we had three people living with us. And then the other girl was always either working or working out or doing other things so she was never there so it was just me and my main roommate my main roommate who is my sweet mate we were very respectful of each other in our napping time or studying time like if if she was studying i wouldn't be listening to music on blast or something like i would let her do her own thing and even sometimes to the point of like when i would nap she would leave the room like she you know didn't think it was a big deal and i remember napping one of the times i was laying there and i was sleeping trying to take a nap and i heard her typing and I was like, you know, I, I didn't turn over or anything because I, I assumed that she was working on something. She was very quiet about it. She was just typing and went to bed. So I woke up after my nap and I was confused to see her out there sleeping. And she said that she woke up to someone like whispering in her ear, where's the phone? So she thought that that was me because she heard someone coming up to her. Because like the floor was very, not wet sounding, but you know what I'm talking about? Like the tile, like you can hear when people are pitter pattering on it. And she heard someone coming up to her and she thought it was me. But someone whispered in her ear, where's the phone? And that's when I told her, wait, I thought that you were in there the whole time typing. And she's like, no, I've been out here the whole time. So it's just weird because we're hearing different things. But that was like the only time that I ever experienced anything in the dorm. You had more experiences in the dorm than yeah. me. But that yeah. was like my first freshman 
year dorm experience. Yeah. I think too that we experienced a lot because so to give backstory, Han lived in another building that technically was the same building that I lived in, but they yeah. were separated. Yeah. So mine was Ottawa East. Yeah. And yours was Ottawa West. Yeah. So if you think about it, one was West and one was East. And what floor do you live on? Second? Yeah. So she lived on the second floor. I lived on the fourth floor. Mm-hmm. I talked about this before about how after we ended up moving out of our dorm, the next year we all lived in the sorority house. We ended up finding out that Ottawa East was haunted, like in yeah. itself. Like mm-hmm. Ottawa West wasn't, but Ottawa East was because mm-hmm. like people had committed suicide. Yeah. Like people had died there. Like a drug overdose from yeah. Them. There. Yeah. yeah. There was just a lot that happened there, and so I think that's also why Jill and I experienced a lot more, and because I think Jill is already haunted in herself. Yeah. But also I think that like we ended up naming the ghost. We ended up yeah. like Giving doing it power. We gave it power. Yeah. So yeah. I do think that's why we experienced a lot more. Mm-hmm. But and I also think too. I remember my English class. It was the fall, and we had an assignment to do. We had to talk about like hauntings, like if Toledo was haunted. And oh. so I was doing all this research about Toledo, and it was more so like you know the bell towers, things like that. Yeah. But you know, you look things up on the internet, and like what was it, Carson Hall or something? Carter, Carter, Carter Hall, Carter Hall, yes. And just like the different areas, and I just remember a lot of the time you would hear of like overdoses or or things like that and I think this is a good transition into the sorority part of it is there was a murder on campus of that girl who you know was murdered on it was like where you park your car yeah 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 and this guy like the security officer was the one yeah who murdered her and she was in a sorority on campus and we would always joke that you know this one guy scott who started dating or you know getting with this girl who was in that sorority of the girl that had passed away i was like you guys need to stop getting together because you guys are coming over here and bringing her energy around and we would make these jokes but like i don't know everyone in the in the greek community would tell their stories of you know of that house yeah and just the, the pitter patter that they would hear and well there was two girls that died they were pie fies mm-hmm. yeah right so one one, was, gr- one girl was murdered and right the other was drunk driving i believe yeah the other was drunk drunk driving and so the little conspiracy of the of greek life is that we all remember the girl who got murdered but we don't remember the girl that got killed in a car crash and so the girl that got killed in the car crash is like seeking revenge because the other because the other pi fi got more like the other pi fi has like a tombstone like a dedication thing to her where the other one is like there's nothing like she just died in a car crash and if you think about it that would Make me mad, too. Well, yeah, look at you Like, oh, yeah. like, oh, of course, I was in the same sorority as this other bitch that died. Yeah. Like, but anyway, so, yeah, like, that, that, I, Pi Fi's were definitely. The most haunted. I yeah, think. I think they were the most haunted. But also, like, I know. And then us. And then us, but yeah. also I think, and I explained this in another episode, that Stella, mm-hmm. AOPI's, you know, founding, founder. yeah, their founder, would get pissed off because our houses were linked Mm-hmm. So, like, Alpha Chi was Link. linked with Aopi. And so th- their founder would get mad whenever Alpha Chi would do their ritual. Mm-hmm. And so that's when, like, energy would, would happen or whatever. And then I always thought it was weird because Jill and I were so close that I'm like, oh, of course, Stella's going to Stella's gonna hate us because, like... <laughs> yeah. It's just crazy because, like, it, this was all hearsay. But the thing that is factual is that these two girls did die. Yeah. And so 
like the girls you know you have a sisterhood of a bond and you would hear like stories of you know like that one girl who's an RA and she remembers it was like a break or something it was like winter break and she was still there and she said that she saw her standing in the laundry room doing laundry and she thought it was one of the girls but it wasn't and she had to turn back and look and and I think that she like got a glimpse and then it disappeared and she was like oh my gosh like that's her like it was, I know I talked about that so too cre- yeah and and so I, I also feel like as well you know how we are we all get together and we're like oh my gosh did you hear this and yeah and I feel like that doesn't help but <laughs> I well yeah I mean continue to talk about it yeah. is why they have power but I I just remember like it was 2016 and I remember because of the killer clowns Oh and my all the stuff on campus, and and I just remember it was just so scary. Like I was always so afraid to sleep by myself. There was so much negative energy. So it was horrible. That house was horrible with that. Oh, it was man. the best of worst times. Yeah, life. honestly, it was. But just so many strange things would happen, like scary stuff, and people just started expecting it. At one point, I feel like people just knew that weird stuff was going to happen. Yeah, and it was fun, you know story time of this is what happened and and we would all get together but it was scary in the moment yeah and people were very nonchalant about it but like it was very very uncomfortable and creepy yeah so what specific experiences did you have in the house i think it was just more so of feeling like someone was watching me when i was in my room like even if it was me and kaylee throughout the majority of it because abby had I think she either moved out or dropped out. And so we had an extra bed. And, and I just remember, like, when she would be sleeping and I would wake up, I was so afraid. Like, I, I didn't even want to, like, look in the corner. Like, I just felt like I was being watched. And then we would watch these scary movies and we'd hear, you know, the whispers. I feel like I experienced more in our apartment than yeah in the actual house. I feel like other people in the house experience things. I wasn't there when you experienced that with Amanda. Yeah. Like, I I wasn't there for that, but... I don't think anybody... I don't remember what was happening. I talked about it in another episode, Mm -hmm. too. Like, it was 3 a.m., we were with her boyfriend, and then we were with some other guy, and all that stuff happened, but nobody was there. I yeah. can't, I don't know if it was like fall break, spring break, or people just went home. Like, I don't know why nobody was I there. Feel like I really it was can't. fall break, maybe. Because I, I always know. went home on breaks. I, yeah, you did. You yeah. were very MIA for a long time. But mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. It was, it was, that was, that is definitely weird. And I agree. I think that I didn't experience too much at the Alpha Chi house, but yeah. also like, when I lived there, that was like a very trying time for me. Yeah. Especially yes. 27. Was it 2017 or 2016? No, 2017. 2017. Like, that Horrible. spring, that springtime like, was really bad for me, uh, like, mentally. That, yeah, that was, like, the worst depression I've ever experienced in my life. And it was just horrible. And I think that leaving the house was really good to do. I know. Like, I, I just think that I loved living energy there. was so yeah. bad. I, lo- I would have loved living there for one semester. Yeah. It was the second semester that took second a Second semester it was, was really bad. Horrible. And, and the energy is just, oh, it was horrible. Everybody was stressed. Everybody was depressed. Everybody was taking lit- everything out and everyone. You're like, what are we doing? <laughs> I know. That was bad. Yeah. And so I think that once we left, it was nice. But then it's like, you can't escape it either. And, and I think... <laughs> I think that we, in a way, welcomed it. Not necessarily the same ghost. In the apartment? In. Yeah, I feel like that was a different one. It was more so of, I don't want to say playful, but would you say playful? I think at first it was playful, but then... Yeah, at first it was funny. 
And then I'm like, well, at first no. it was funny because we were like, oh, of course, here we are. We want finally a new start. Finally moving yeah. out. <laughs> we're literally in a new building. Like, th- these buildings were Not built in 2015. Like, yeah. we had, it was only a couple years old. And so we're like, okay, why would it even be haunted? Whatever. But then as soon as we started having relationship issues with our other roommate, Yep. that's when things started to go bad because it was all negative yeah. and we were all pissed off at each other and then that's when we started to see yeah. really bad energy and more um like noises more yeah the cat would stare at things oh gosh yeah yeah it, i mean and here's the weird thing is like okay yeah animals stare at things anyway but this cat would like always look up the stairs and then and then our roommate like our this horrible roommate ended up getting rid of the cat we tried to keep the cat and then she literally was like yeah you guys keep the cat and then one day like we came home and she was gone and she said that she took her back to the shelter and we're like oh so we spent weeks trying to find this cat at the shelter and couldn't find her anyway so that happened with the cat but then the weird thing is you know it kind of solidified that okay, this is, like, something's actually happening, is that we started babysitting this dog for one of our friends. Henry. Henry. Yeah, the dog's name was Henry. And Henry did the same thing. He would stare up the stairs, and we're like, okay, Mm -hmm. like, what the hell is going on? That, that, like, I hate when that kind of stuff happens, because you're like, okay, yeah, it's one thing for, like, one animal to do it, but but then for two animals to do it, and, like, months apart, too. So... I think it was more so, again, the energy. Because when she moved out, we didn't have issues. We didn't have issues for, yeah. Like, when she was there, it was just, I feel like it just played off of the energy. Like, I I really feel like. Because we lived with her for for two semesters, right? Yes. And then she ended up moving out. And then Mm -hmm. we got a really sweet roommate named Gabby, who, like, we never had (laughs) issues with Gabby. Because Gabby was just, like, an innocent soul. Yeah. But then also, that's when we started having our relationship issues. Like, you and I would kind of butt heads sometimes. Mm -hmm. And then, like, Kaylee and I would butt heads. And I think it was also just because, like, we were living together. Like, we had lived. At that point, we had lived together for three years. Yeah. Like, sometimes we just needed a break Mm -hmm. but then we would all sit together like the post malone thing remember like we were watching this video (laughs) of post malone being on ghost hunters or whatever yeah and then post malone became possessed and then as soon as post malone became possessed our light started flickering and we're like what the hell and so then we started doing a snapchat filter and like the snapchat filter was like showing like a face would show like the the tongue sticking out. yeah yeah and it would and we're like we literally were like if there's a ghost here stick your tongue out and i kid you not it did it and we're like ah and it was so i was oh my god like when i think about like how i slept i was always like I never really slept the greatest because I always felt like something was there. And then I remember the thing that kind of solidified it was I had someone over and the guy stayed the night and he even said something like he saw a girl in the corner of the room or something. And I was like, what are you talking about? And I knew it wasn't you. Well, you still asked me. Yeah, I know. You were like, you woke up the next morning and I was like, so how'd it go? And you were like, um, so he thought he saw somebody in the the corner. And I was like, are you fucking serious? (laughs) And you were like, was it? you and i was like why the fuck would i just go in your room and stand in the corner yeah oh my god when you told me that i thought it was dear david we have to to talk about that story too but when you said oh he saw something in the corner i'm like oh my god he saw dear david and you're like no he saw a woman and i was like oh my god but then talk about what brie saw when she stayed the night isn't brie the one that saw dear david in the corner yeah see this is where i have a fuzzy memory from what i remember 
is Bree. Okay, so back to Dear David. We'll talk about yeah. Dear David. So if you well, guys, first we should start with the fact that we would sit almost every night and watch creepy videos or scary videos of every night. Yeah, I mean it was. I'm not kidding. When we say every <laughs> night, we would come home from school. We would you know do our own thing. Mm-hmm. We would eat dinner and then all collectively we would all just end up on the couch and yep. we're like, what are you guys watching? Oh, let's watch scary videos. Yeah, because they were always the recommended ones. And we fell upon a video about this guy who was in his apartment or something and started seeing, like, this little boy. And at first, I truly believe it was very real. But I feel like with time, he started to kind of use the press that he was getting to move up. I, You know, like when people are like, oh, I have all these views. I have to start coming up with something. So it was just this little boy who had like a deformed head or something. And, and we would always make jokes about it. Like not him having a deformed head, but just like, oh, dear David. You know, we would say things like that. And I feel like we kind of like manifested him to be there. Because I, I remember Bree would always come in and visit from Bowling Green. It was like a half hour drive and she would make like little weekend trips. And she said that she saw it or saw something in the corner that you're saying, I can't remember it, but. No, I remember because we woke up because I was there. You guys slept in in your room Mm -hmm. and we woke up the next morning and I think we were at Pancake House. We always call it Pancake Ho because the sign was always out. Yeah. But we were at Pancake House. Mm -hmm. And Brie literally were just sitting there. And Brie was like, yeah, I saw uh, something in the corner last night. And I immediately go, what? what? And she's like, I thought I saw a little boy. And I went, it's fucking there, David. Because when I tell you guys that I I think I was the scaredest of oh, dear David. Like, yeah. I I really clung on to that because that scared the shit you out of me. had, like, a little mini obsession. I did. And I was always like. Because I believed it so much. And I, I was like, I was so, it was kind of like Bloody Mary. I felt bad, but, yeah. like, it was kind of like Bloody Mary when you're like, okay, you're in the bathroom and it's, like, dark and you're like. You're saying Bloody Mary three times in your head, and you're like, I just can't stop. Like, I'm, I'm like, it's like an impulse that yeah. you can't, like. So I just got into this Dear David thing, and I would watch it all the time. Loie Lane. Yeah. Like, anytime Loie Lane, post YouTuber, something. would post about Dear David, I'd be like, guys, Loie Lane came up with a new, and I would be like, we have to watch it. And I do think, at first, Dear David was real. I yeah. think that this guy actually experienced Dear David. Mm-hmm. I think that it was real in the beginning. But then as soon as people, and I was literally talking about this on stream the other day, as soon as people see the impact that they're making on social media, that's when they start to be like, okay, yeah, this is a real thing. And then they stop experiencing things. And then the story is done. Like, I really think that he experienced Dear David. It happened. Mm -hmm. But then as soon as he was like, oh, I saw Dear David here. And then I saw Dear David there. I think he was making it up. Like yeah. he would like show videos and stuff of Dear David, like, and oh, I'm I was like across that. The country. No, yeah, no. I was across the country and I saw Dear David. It's like okay, now you're just playing. And yeah. I do, th- I don't, re- I honestly don't remember if he said that some of it was fake or not. I really do think he said some of it was fake. But that's when I got pissed. Mm-hmm. But then, like, even I was streaming like a year ago and I was talking about Dear David. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, they said that it was fake and all this stuff. And I was like, okay, I do think that it was fake in the end. But do I think it was real in the beginning? Yes. Do I think that Dear David was a spirit that 
was like a little boy who passed yeah remember when we were watching that mystery boy like it was like the boy in the box oh yeah that's and i was like that's dear david all this stuff was happening like there was like this boy in a box okay there's like this this unsolved mystery of this boy in a box and nobody has no he was beaten his head was dented okay just like dear david (laughs) and i said holy shit it's dear david I tied two and two together. I was like, oh my God. And it like happened in the same location, all this stuff. So anyway, I don't know. So it was, I really manifested on that. Like I Mm -hmm. was like super obsessed with it and it, it became a fear of mine. Mm -hmm. And so I really do think that whatever was haunting us knew that I was scared of that. And it started like shape shifting into like a child with a dented head. Cause I literally am not kidding you when I say that because I had that fear, I had so much negative energy. That's when I started to experience so much. Like I talk in the other episode about how one time I was laying in bed and I was like in that middle state of like being asleep, but I wasn't really asleep. And I literally heard somebody walking and they touched the end of my bed. And I said, twin, cause I thought oh, it was yeah. you. Yeah. And I looked up and my door was closed. Nobody was there. And I started mm-hmm. freaking the fuck. I think I started crying. Cause I yeah. was like freaking out. And I just like, I don't know. And then with like the breathing with seeing the kid in the corner, I was like, David! I don't know. <laughs> so it was, it was, I did not like that at all Mm -hmm. that was creepy and then like how we would hear each other like walking like back and forth yeah and i would always get annoyed because i'm like is she trying to come in my room and and it wasn't you because you know i liked having my little space and it was like i always heard people walking around and i'm like what do they want like i'm trying to sleep in here and it was no one it was just it was no like you would i literally remember one time i swear to you i swear I heard you in your room. You were walking, and I swear I heard you talking. And I walked in there, and your and your door was wide open, and the lights were out. And you were at class. Ooh. And I was like, are you at class at this time normally? And you're like, no, I had to go do something. And I was like, That's oh, weird. my God. <laughs> yeah, it was. that. And, and like I said, I really think that whatever was present there was... I think it was just fucking with us, but mm-hmm. I do think that at some point there might have been a spirit that was, yeah. like, malicious because then this is... This is where in my other podcast episode with my paranormal experiences, I actually read text messages that we sent mm-hmm. each other and we ended up submitting a request for invest like paranormal investigators to come to our mm-hmm. apartment because we were like, we were, we were scared at that point. It we was were all like, the time. It was all the time. We were scared. Like none of us could sleep. We would always wake up at 3am like collectively. Mm-hmm. It was weird. Like that. Uh, I don't and, know. And when I look back, it's like, it's crazy because I really feel like this would happen when we weren't, like, at our greatest. Like, when we were vulnerable. Yeah. Because, like, like I said, I don't have those anymore. And I, I don't miss it. <laughs> I don't I, miss but it I, either. But I feel like we've grown up and we, you know, aren't at, we're not at that state in our minds of, of being like that where they can take advantage of it. Yeah. Well, we're not, we're not, like, depressed at yeah. the point where we're like, yeah, maybe, uh maybe i don't want to live anymore yeah <laughs> like i really think yeah. that we th- okay this is like not necessarily a trigger warning but i do think that remember how we were talking about with the kids being so close to like they were just born and elderly being close to death mm-hmm. i think that mental health also is kind of like that and people who are at the point where they are like almost giving up on life mm-hmm. i feel like they're close to death because yeah because they have like, that Because you have that mindset. Yeah. You're like, I want to die. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like these spirits or whatever it was really manifested on that. Like, they clung to us because they were like, oh, 
we know mm-hmm. that they are like at the brink of like giving up yeah because it was so hard like mm-hmm. we were so depressed and it wasn't just like oh i was like depressed no literally all of us collectively yeah. were all depressed we yeah. all hated our lives and like we would have it good days. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was it was a bad time, but like I look back and I loved college. Like mm-hmm. I can look back at it now and reflect and I'm I'm happy that, you know, we got out of the rut and all of these things happened to us and we were able to make it out. But mm-hmm. I really do think that it it clung to us like mm-hmm. on purpose. Like it knew that we were vulnerable. It knew that it could mess with us and feed off of that energy and like pretty much like use us. Yeah. Like as a because they have to have something to make that noise. You know, they have to... Yeah, I don't know. It, it was weird. But I really am... See- like, I I don't know if I'm, like, immune to it now. But I, I have had some weird things happen to me since college. But, like, not to the point of, like, where we were at before. But I yeah. also feel like when I was having these things happen to me, it's because I was in grad school. And I was living with Sam and his parents. And it was just, like... Yeah. It was during COVID. And, like, everyone was depressing COVID. But... I, I experienced some things, like, I, I would be streaming, and, like, my light, like, literally my camera turned red, and that was weird, and that never, that happened yeah. one time, and it was when we were talking about paranormal shit. Oh, that's- yeah, and I have it, like, clipped on Twitch, like, I have a clip of it, like, my camera just randomly turning red as we were watching conspiracy videos. Then one time this, like, the PC, the lights flickered, and it was, like, it, like, flickered red, and then it went off. And Mm -hmm. then I was streaming. All these things happened during stream. I was streaming, and something fell behind me. Mm -hmm. And, like, it was weird. Like, not here. Like, when I was living with Sam. And so I had some things happen to me, but other than that, like, ever since we ended up moving to Columbus a year ago... We were living with Clay back in Finley for a little bit. Like, I haven't experienced... Yeah. And again, I really haven't. Like, I think it's more of like, oh, I'm scared because I'm watching scary videos, but I haven't experienced anything mm-hmm. super weird. Yeah. But also, like, maybe I haven't noticed anything because I'm just so, like, immune to it at this point. But I also feel like, again, you're at a good place. I am place. a good place. You know, yeah. I, I feel like there's nothing... There's like, nothing that can cling on to me at this point. Like, yeah. What, what are they going to cling on to? Like, I'm happy. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, and, that, and that's why, like, with the college thing, I, I think it was more so, like, either one spirit or just energy because it just fed off of the negative. Exactly. So, yeah. It was just eating up a good old Thanksgiving meal there. <laughs> Every day. Every day. <laughs> Every day we encountered something. That was so scary. <laughs> but, yeah, I think that, is there anything else that you want to say for this episode before we close out? No, it's just very interesting to, I guess, hear it again <laughs> when it's been so long. Yeah. It's like a refresher of like, oh, wait, I did experience that. So, there are definitely some things that we don't remember. Mm-hmm. I think my brain just blocked it out. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah. I Jill actually came to visit me last weekend and mm-hmm. she was telling me about how she was at the Alfkai house with like me and Amanda once and she remembers something happening and I was like I don't remember that Mm -hmm. you know it's it's so interesting that sometimes I feel like you other people see things that you don't because you might just not be sensitive to it anymore Mm -hmm. like oh that person heard knocking is like oh like I didn't I don't know yeah or oh that block now I'm like what yeah like I'm like oh like especially living in an apartment now like like they're the apartment we live in right now like it's super like we can hear people just talking mm-hmm. so like i'll hear like that kind of stuff and i'm like eh, it's just my neighbors and then you what find out it... that they're dead yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like two months from now i'm yep. like what's that smell no oh gosh <laughs> 
But anyway, I think that concludes this episode. Any last thoughts that you want to say to anyone out there listening? Thanks for your patience. (laughs) Again, (laughs) it's very hard to make this when I am not tech savvy and I live two hours away. So. Yeah, but, but we'll, yeah. we'll get things figured out. <laughs> yes. But thanks for listening. We'll see you again. Like I said, my name's Liv. I stream on Twitch. You can find me on my socials at BunnyBooLiv. And we'll see you again soon. And stay spooky. Yes. Adios. <laughs> <laughs>